Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren, here. And your co-host, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I haven't clapped for you in you so long. You have not. You have not. I've been missing you. You know what? Stand up. Let me Sta- give you a, ra- a I am round standing. of applause. I am standing. Oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i just, you know, always those short jokes. They always, I know. I started always, to go there, and then I was like, I'm not going to do it It's today. kind of a low blow. Yeah. Oh, ooh, nice yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's horrible. But I learn, how, I learn a lot of them. How tall are you? I'm going to tell you I'm 5'7", but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so. No, uh, I'm going to say 5'6". But you're not. But close. Oh. <laughs> Just so everybody has some perspective on my jokes. Yes, I'm and, very short. Oh. Short and round. Oh, right. Yes. For those my, listening, my I, don't, I, don't, I don't have hair either, so. <laughs> Yes, quite the picture. The I'm trifecta. sure you're pic- the trifecta <laughs> of of awesomeness. But you've been on a national magazine cover. I so have. how many people can say that? How many oh. tall hairy people can say that? <laughs> tall hairy people? <laughs> I don't know. I I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, no. On that note, uh, let's introduce today's guest. We have a guest. We do. No. Um. So actually, today we're here with Jessica Markham, and she is with Markham Law Firm. Welcome, Jessica. Welcome. I'm gonna clap Thank for you. Thank you so much. Can I clap for myself? Sure, of course. <laughs> do that as well. Of course. No one would know if you wouldn't have told them that you clapped for yourself. I strongly believe in all kinds of positive affirmation. So I like it. I clap for myself all the time. We all right. need a little posi- extra positive affirmations these days. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. It's often yeah. overlooked. It is. It is. It's it is. too much. Which is actually kind of what our topic is Whoa, today. Something segue, else segue. that is often overlooked, but we'll we'll hold back for a second. Um, Jessica, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself before we dive into the, to today's episode? Of course, thank you. So I'm a family law attorney in Bethesda, Maryland. I am the um, managing principal of Markham Law Firm. We practice exclusively family law in Maryland and D.C. We do all aspects of divorce. I also wrote a book that was published earlier this year by the American Bar Association called Representing Federal Employees and Their Spouses in Divorce. It's talking about one of my areas of expertise, which is um, retirement distributions um, in the divorce context. And I started the firm in 2015. I think it's an awesome place to work. I absolutely love coming to work every day, despite the fact that I do what some people may think is sort of a depressing and stressful area of <laughs> yeah, law. I can see I love that. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love what I do and I love my firm. So yeah. that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. What about on the uh, personal side? Anything cool or what kind of got you into law? Um, oh what keeps gosh. you going every day? Yeah. So um, I just, you know, I love helping people. I love the problem solving. I think I'm a fixer. Um, and I really love that I can help the clients get through a really hard time. I fell into family law. I was wanting to litigate um, and I wanted to work at a small to medium sized firm in the area and just sent out a bazillion resumes. And that's kind of where I ended up. But um, yeah, I have two kids, four and eight. Um, and 
they're definitely the more stressful part of my day. <laughs> so like, I, I think I come to work to relax, which yeah. I don't know what that says. Don't hear that um, often. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely, definitely love what I do. And um, I don't know, fun fact about me. I used to be the lead singer in multiple bands and play guitar what? and trying to find time to get back into that. And this year I put on my vision board that I wanted to learn drums, which got a little bit interrupted by COVID, but I did get a drum set and I still <laughs> can't really do anything with it, but um, year's not over yet. Wow. So That's awesome. Wow. What, <laughs> what, what kind of band? Like, what did you sing? Um, so high school band was like, rock a lot of Beatles things mm-hmm. like that and then um law school band was <laughs> <laughs> law school band um I know, so either way yeah. real I don't know where this is going yeah that was more like pop and pop punk and classic and then I had a band when I was practicing law which was sort of similar to that it was the kind of stuff that you could play at kind of a happy hour bar uh-huh. situation. And anybody would like recognize it and love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like That's anything so that cool. people sing along. Yeah. So, yeah. so real question here, will you sing for us no. or is it not going to happen? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see how Oh it my goodness. See if you're nice to me during the interview. Oh, <laughs> okay, Brad, put on your best. <laughs> okay. I'll be super nice. Yeah, be we really... can talk about whatever you want. Your hair looks great, Jessica. <laughs> It does look great. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think that being said, I'm imagine like imagining every time parents buy drum sets for their kids and then parents immediately regret it and like the kids are driving them nuts. You could do the opposite to them. You could drive your kids nuts. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's a good plan. Exactly, exactly. Mom, turn it down. I'm playing a game. I'm trying to do my homework. Can you go out in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um well, I do. I think that's a good segue, though, into today's topic, because, Jessica, you mentioned quite a bit already um, how much you love your job and how much you love coming to work. And that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. I know you wrote an article, um, My Journey to Creating a Law Firm and Work Environment That I Love. And we've actually talked about a similar talk topic before, excuse me. And I actually really, I love it. I love talking about this because I think regardless of the industry you're in, it's one of those areas that's so frequently overlooked, the culture. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important that your employees need to be happy? Um, And how that can actually affect your business in the long run from a a positive standpoint. Right. It's all about the people. Tell us, like, so how would you sum up your experience? How did you make that a happy place, a relaxing place for you? Yeah. Um, so when I started the firm, it was just me. Um, I talk a little bit about it in the article and how it was just like a teeny tiny office. It was me and some part-time help. So it started off as complete selfishness that I wanted to be happy. And so I wanted to make the office cute. I wanted to make it not feel like a stale, stayed kind of law firm with a bunch of leather round books in the back because Um, who likes that really. Um, And so from the beginning, I wanted to make it a really calm, serene, nice environment that I like to be in. Um, So yeah, completely selfish to start off with. And then um, expanding on that, it just became, you know, I have a I have a strict uh, no a holes policy. In the <laughs> so 
I spend more time with these more waking hours with these people than I do with my family and my family's awesome. So who wants to go, um, from, from that to hanging out with a bunch of people you don't like. So I really want to be surrounded by really nice, good people that love what they do. I don't want to be surrounded by people that are not, um, kind of doing this for the right reasons. It's like you, you have to really love what you do as a family law attorney. A lot of people get into this and they don't like it. Like they don't like all the emotions involved. They don't like all the paperwork. If you don't like this job, this job is not right for you. Like you cannot like half-ass being a divorce lawyer um, because it will show. So everybody that works here is dedicated to that. And they're nice people. They're cool people. They're hardworking, smart people that you want to be with. And so I want to be happy. I want them to be just as happy as I am. Um, and so the goal here is for my employees to be happy. And, you know, it's very interesting because when I talk to other law firm owners, I don't think that like the happiness of their employees is anything that necessarily enters their mind. Um, happiness for happiness is sake, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, they tend to be surprised when people quit, Um, they don't know if their people are happy. They don't ask them if they're happy. Um, they just really want the attorneys to do the job and do it well, but they're not like taking care of them as well. So I personally am fascinated by, you know, I'll have to ask you, I mean, when you meet lawyers, like, are you kind of struck by like, when you talk to them, a lot of them say they hate their jobs or they say I never should have been a lawyer or they tell people don't go to law school. I mean, do you hear that as often as I do? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a mixture. I hear it sometimes for sure. Sometimes not. It just depends. What were you going to say, Lauren? Yeah, no, same thing. I think we hear it both ways, but we also work with a very diverse group of clients. You know what I mean? And there's, um, I think it's it's uh, practice area dependent too, like you or, you know, family law, estate planning, uh, stuff like that can be stressful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, everything is stressful, but I think obviously it's definitely more stressful than some other areas. Um, but I do think we kind of, we kind of get that stereotype a lot. You know what I mean? Every, the lawyer that you envision in your head and what it's going to be like talking to them, we do come across that mm-hmm. quite frequently, I think. Um, but it's just, it's it's part of the industry. It's how, how you're brought up, how you're educated, how you practice. And I think you're in a, a great situation, you know, it, and, and it kind of goes back to the culture that exists. The legal industry is very traditional. Um, there's not a lot of difference in the industry. And that's where the perks of owning your own firm come in. Or are you doing something like you're doing with your culture? You're you're breaking through and doing something new. And I think that kind of helps evolve those stereotypes mm-hmm. and the personas that you have in the legal industry as well, which is really cool. Um, but we all know the legal industry is kind of a little slower to evolve. So it's taken a while to get there. So we need more people like you out there. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I... I am really fascinated by all the disgruntled lawyers because I don't think there's anything inherent in like statutes and case law, (laughs) you know, and having clients, like there's nothing inherent in that that would make people miserable. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not that people don't like the law. It's that they don't like the working conditions. Exactly. Um, One of my associates went to a mixer recently and said that she was standing in a group of about 15 attorneys 
and they were all talking about their jobs. And she was the only one that said that she was happy with her job. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> unfortunate. So have you ever hired somebody that you were wrong about and it turned out, uh, go against your policy? <laughs> Yeah. So definitely like there have been people that have not been either a right fit for the firm or a right fit for the job. And I don't like, I read, I'm pretty sure I read it in the book. Good to great. Um, I read a lot of business books because I never took any business classes. I never took any management classes. Mm -hmm. So I try and read like the really good business, which is quite common, which is hard when you're running your own business. Yeah. So that's what I do for fun um, nowadays after the kids are in bed, but um, I actually really enjoy it. So they were talking about um, really successful companies and the difference between the less successful companies and the more successful companies in the same industries. And they said that basically for all the research about hiring, um, there's not like a huge difference in success rates. Now, this is just my recollection. Um between like different ways of interviewing people. Like there's no magic pill for how to make sure that you hire the absolute right person, but in their really great companies, you have, you know, good onboarding training, um, performance management. And then if you find out that somebody is a wrong fit for a position, then you cycle them out quicker. Whereas in companies that have less, um, or I guess, less successful cultures, then people are sort of languishing in positions where they're not happy and you're not happy with them. And there may be like the wrong fit. And, um, one person that I love that I've heard talk about this topic is Barbara Corcoran. I absolutely love her from Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. I read her books, like (laughs) listen to her podcast. And, um, she said, um, either in a book or in a podcast, I can't remember that every person that she ever sort of like let go or said, this isn't, you know, the right fit for you. It's like, they're not happy either. You know, like you're not happy. They're not happy. And she said every single time she's sort of, you know, suggested somebody move on in one way or another, that person goes on to find a job that's a better fit for them. Mm -hmm. So I do think like the nature of what we do in family law is that most people are not a good fit for family law because there are so many emotions involved in any number of other things. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, well, you tried it like, and we tried it and maybe this isn't the job for you, but people do tend to realize, I think, if it's not a good fit for them and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're bad at your job too. And I think that's another way, um, that may be less obvious you as a manager are, are promoting a positive culture for for you to have the ability to understand and see that, hey, you may not be a bad employee. You're not a bad attorney. This just isn't the right area for you. And I think that helps too, you know, from a coaching perspective and working with people in a more um, appreciative manner. You know what I mean? Not just saying, hey, you suck, you're gone, you're fired. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's is, that, is that your rehearsed speech? When yeah, you that's, let people go? that's what I do. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Wow. I got to work on that. Yes, Be careful, Brad. Um, but kind of going back to that stereotype and back to talking about culture. And I think one of the biggest issues in this industry is there's so much pressure from a billable hour perspective, obviously, depending on your type of law, if you do hourly billing. Um, but there's the long hours, too. Everybody is just working long hours. They're not around their family as much as they would like to be. And I think that kind of is a big chunk of why a lot of people in this industry 
or you're unhappy. Um, So now looking at this amazing firm that you've built, I'm curious to know kind of what kind of culture you've put into place to help make it a positive work environment? You know, are there certain benefits, team building activities, um, ways that you initiate meetings, stuff like that? Tell us a little bit about, yeah, yeah. 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 So for starters, I tell people they really should only be working during working hours. So (laughs) um, when they come from other firms, a lot of times there's been an expectation that they need to be available to their boss and their clients 24 hours a day, which I think is totally messed up. That's a legal term. Um, Because also, um, you know, you don't expect like your dentist to text you back at midnight. No. You know what I mean? Like you don't expect your CPA to do that. So yeah, why? That's a good point. I mean, yeah. So I don't think that that's healthy um, from a mental health perspective to always have to be on. And so I tell people if they get an email from me after working hours, it's just me putting my thoughts down on paper because sometimes I have an idea what I'm making dinner. And uh-huh. I absolutely do not want anybody to respond to me outside of working hours. Um, I don't want people to give their cell phone numbers to clients because if clients have them, then they use them, of course, because it's available. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have them, they don't expect it. Like they don't expect their lawyers to be available in off hours. Um, So I tell people that they should be able to complete their work during work hours. We don't work weekends. I mean, look, like things happen. So do we work weekends now and again if things happen? Yeah, but that's not the norm. That is the absolute exception. And if somebody has too much work and they're not able to do it during work hours, we're in constant dialogue about it. So either somebody has to help or we need to uh, look at our staffing and figure out, do we need to hire more people? Because I am paying somebody to work during work hours. I'm not paying them to be available 24 hours a day. Yeah. Or maybe there's some inefficient processes or something, you know, maybe you could be doing something a little bit more quickly if you had X tool at your fingertips, something like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is like clarifying those expectations and actually saying, you know, this isn't a trick. This isn't like (laughs) you get super brownie. Yeah. Yeah, Like you don't, you don't get secret brownie points for working at 10 PM. You get brownie points for like working during work hours and unplugging the rest of the time. Because when, you know, a lot of the people that we deal with, because we deal with really highly contested litigation and a lot of highly contested complex custody litigation. So a lot of the people are, um, you know, victims of trauma and they're going through the hardest times in their lives and it's extremely emotional. And then you have to multiply that times all the clients that you have. And um, a lot of attorneys on the other side will be sending emails during off hours or trying to call you during office hours. So you really need time to be able to recharge your own batteries if you're going to be able to be totally available when you should be available. You you can't be like burning the candle at both ends and then having somebody that's, you know, a domestic violence assault, sur- you know, mm-hmm. or a domestic violence survivor, you know, crying. And then it's like, well, you haven't slept because you were working on a brief till, you know, three in the morning. Yeah. So you need that in order to be your best self. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, But I can also speak to some of what you mentioned before about like team building and whatnot. I mean, 
A few days ago, we had uh, two of the attorneys here organized. We called it a Markham Law Firm Olympics. And we <laughs> had we left work a little early and we had an event where we had, it, it wasn't like, you know, running and things like that. But there <laughs> were, I mean, there was essentially like these really fun games. Like um, we had on one of those giant post-it board things, uh-huh. um, like a bullseye and you had to throw Sharpies at it. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, so we had, you know, egg toss and Pictionary and fun things like that. Um, and they had t-shirts made and then we went to happy hours. That was really fun. But we try and do like fun things like that regularly, especially because many people are working remotely and we don't see each other regularly. So we try and get together in an outdoor setting mm-hmm. so we can hang out. But we have, um, this week we have, uh, we always have regular diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings. So this week we have a two hour training during work hours called how to be an effective ally. Um, so we regularly have things like that. We, at least once a month, we try and have a speaker come in and talk to us about a certain topic. So some upcoming topics are, um, like mindfulness. I think we have one coming up on this technique. That's like a stress reduction technique. It's like tapping. I don't hmm. really know much about it. Like tap dancing or like no. tap? No, like tapping. Oh. Like you, oh, you know, no, you no. Yeah, like, yeah. You like tap, you tap like, like areas, areas on your, like okay. tap on your face. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't, it's kind of like. I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there's like tapping. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what the rhyme or reason about it, but there's some reason you tap. You'll find out soon. Yeah. So (laughs) that's why I need a program so I can learn what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So we try and do programs like that. I mean, we've had, we had somebody come in and do, um, Gallup strengths finder where Mm -hmm. we learned our strengths and our team member strengths. We had somebody, um, come in twice to teach us about the Enneagram personality typing system. So we could type ourselves and learn how to work together more effectively. We've had a lot of things like that. We had one time we called it yoga. (laughs) I love it. So we try and have fun together. Yeah. And so do you organize that or do you have someone on your staff who kind of manages it or? Um, we kind of take turns. Um, nice. They tell me I am the idea person because one of my, like the Gallup Strengths Finder said that one of my um, top things was, I can't remember what they call it, basically coming up with ideas and they'll go like, <laughs> oh yeah, you love ideas. And I said, doesn't everybody love ideas? You're like, like, we no. should have never done that session. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, sometimes I think we kind of take turns. I have a fabulous HR person who helps with some of the the non legal bonding things, but we tend to kind of think about it, talk about it. And if somebody has a suggestion, we usually run with it. And we also do um, programs in the community. Like a couple weeks ago, we got together on my birthday actually, and we packed backpacks for children in the foster care system to get a backpack when they get placed. Um, We're doing a program soon where we are packing boxes of food for people that come get food at a food pantry a couple miles away. God, I love it. You guys do a lot. Yeah. But it sounds awesome. What, What benefits have you seen from it? Like, do you see that your employees are happier, that your team gets along better? Um, what, what obvious results have you seen out of all of this? 
I mean, definitely those things. But I also think, you know, I think it's really nice for people to feel like their voice is heard and their opinions matter. So if somebody says, hey, can we do this thing? And everybody goes, yeah, let's do the thing that she said. And then everybody's excited about it. It's really validating. That's um, a great point, yeah. It's um, important for people to be able to do meaningful work in the community and have that be supported by their employer. Yeah, I mean, I think it just has so many benefits and they're probably intangible as well that it's just nice to have fun together and feel like you're friends with the people that you work with and you really know each other because when you do things like Office Olympics, you really learn about people in a different way. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, you know, it's like you learn, like, oh, this person is like really good at drawing SpongeBob. Yeah, like, who knew? Um, so you learn a lot of like really fun things about people. We sit around, you know, we sat around at happy hour and told stories and learned about one another. So it's really fun. Yeah, I think you brought up a lot of good points that you don't really think about. It's just the fact of doing Office Olympics and finding hidden talents of your coworkers. I never would have thought about that. But right. it's it's a great point, you know, or um, we had one girl that used to work here and we were at a happy hour and I was like, oh, my God, you are amazing at accents. Who knew? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I wish I could impersonate people like that. So it is. It's kind of a, just a bonding experience. It is. It's fun. So if you would have to you know, let attorneys walk away with one thing. Would it be to like ask themselves a question about how their office is being ran or would it be an action item to do X, Y, and Z? Like what advice would you give somebody that says, you know what, I don't have that culture, but I want it. What do I do? Great question. I mean, I think there are a lot of things because I do think I talk to people that are like, oh, I have happy hours. And that like, yet people are quitting all the time and they can't figure out why. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of things. So number one, you have to, um, you have to actually want the people to be happy, um, which seems really, really obvious, but a lot of people just don't care. Yeah. You do Um, it because you feel like you should do it, but you don't really want want to to do do it. it. Uh Uh-huh. no, I don't even know if some people really even care. Uh, not. They just I, want true. the person to do their job. That's a good point. I don't yes. need you. I want you. No. Just do your job. Just do your job. Um, do your but job. I also think like you have to have that open communication where you have to actually ask them. I mean, we have monthly meetings that are one-on-ones that are not, that are meant to specifically not talk about cases. Like you talk about what have been your wins this month? What have been your challenges? How are you doing on your yearly goals? How is it going? Are you happy? Is there anything that needs to be improved? And I actually say, is there anything I can do better? Is there anything the firm can do better for you? Is there anything we can do to help you do your job better? Um, And you have to be willing to hear negative feedback about yourself. And a lot of people don't want to hear any negative feedback about themselves, their themselves, excuse me, and um, kind of like don't care. Because I think in the legal community, it's a lot of, okay, well, how is my associate or paralegal going to serve me? And there's not a lot of what you said um, about coaching. There's no like coaching there because nobody's had any management training, but there's like this concept of like, sort of the servant leader where you were saying like, what can I do for you? How can I coach you? How can I help you grow in your career, in your professional development, in your knowledge? And I think that most attorneys don't have that coaching attitude. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, I think that's part of it. I think you have to make space and have like people have a comfort level to be able to have an open dialogue. Um, I also think I hear from a lot of younger attorneys, it seems like they're unclear about what their expectations really are. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is a lack of transparency about expectations. It's sort of like in law, you're expected to put in a lot of FaceTime. Like they want to know that you're the last one in the office, that you're burning the midnight oil, Mm -hmm. that you leave after the partners leave. Um, But to me, it's like, nobody's going to, nobody ever articulates that. You know what I mean? Nobody ever comes out and says that. There are all these like secret rules that you're supposed to play by. I just don't think it's fair to have secret rules and secret expectations. So I put everything down on paper. Um, I remember always wondering, I wonder if I'm doing a good job. I wonder if they're happy with me. I wonder if I'm doing all the things that they think that I should be doing. So what I do is I have a position agreement, which is something I got from the book, The E-Myth Revisited, that I put down in a position agreement for every single role in my firm, every single thing that they're supposed to do. And if needed, I update that. So it's like, if we then say, for example, this paralegal is in charge of running monthly reports on our uh, CRM, uh, our client relationship management system, if they were never in charge of that before and now we're saying, okay, well, your role is going to include that. Like we update it. So we have an internal wiki and every single person's job description is on it. So nobody has to sit around and go, huh, I wonder if the receptionist is supposed to refill, Mm. you know, the, Mm -hmm. the office supplies or like people say like, oh, there's no office supplies. I wonder who's supposed to be doing this. Like there is somebody who's supposed to be doing it. You can see who it is. So there's no (laughs) questions. And nobody has to wonder what their own responsibilities are, what anybody else's are. And I think that clears up a lot. And I also think from a culture piece, like I said, like people work during working hours. (laughs) I think that goes a really long way toward happiness. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially nowadays where it's just becoming more and more the norm to only work work during working hours or even be able to work from home. Yeah. Um, But I like everything that you said. It seems so so obvious, you know what I mean? Um, That people should know what their expectations are, that people should know what their job description is. Or I love, you know, spend a couple minutes out of your one-on-one or have one dedicated to to solely talking to your employees and not just focusing on the work that's being done. But, you know, how are you doing? How are you enjoying this? You know, how are processes work? Whatever. Um, So I think a lot of it, it sounds simple, but it's so hard to put into place and it's so frequently not put into place in this industry. And I think a lot of it just goes back to what you mentioned earlier, Jessica. I mean, you guys go to law school, you don't learn all this stuff. So unless you have it in you as a person already, or unless you truly feel passionate about it, you probably don't have the tools you need to implement that type of culture. And I think, thankfully, a lot of law schools are trying to uh, broaden their, their educational tracks a little bit to include more management and personnel courses. But um we're getting there. It's just not quite there yet, I guess, right? We need more teachers like you. I know. We need more <laughs> Jessicas. You know, I feel the same too because I not a week goes by where I don't speak to a law firm owner or somebody that wants to start a law firm. I have a lot of one-on-one Zooms um, because I just like, especially um, women reach out to me and I really like encouraging women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and more and more people from other fields as well ask me for advice. And it always 
makes me chuckle because people are taking notes about the things I'm saying. And then, like you said to me, it feels obvious. And every time people are going, I never thought of that. That's yeah. a great idea. I never <laughs> thought of that. That's a great idea. And I'm like, I didn't just randomly yeah, come up with it's not a new stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like I read it somewhere. I tried it. I liked it. You know, sometimes I discard the idea and these are just the things that work for me, but yeah. you're right. I mean, it doesn't, sometimes it just feels so obvious. You know, I always say like, I don't, I'm not like splitting the atom over here, but <laughs> <I> <laughs> people, it, yeah. if it helps people, if yeah. it helps people, then I'm happy to share. Yeah. And I think it's different too, coming someone from someone like you, who is a real human that they can interact with one-on-one versus it coming from Barbara on Shark Tank. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. great. She's a billionaire. She's made a ton of money, but someone like you, who's like a normal everyday person and isn't intimidating because you're not on TV. You know what I mean? Like people can relate to you more because you You've been in their yeah. shoes and you've shown that you can build a successful firm, you know? Right. So that's why I'm happy to help people. Yeah. I think what it is too, a lot of times, uh, just like you had said, you have to also ask, uh, you know, the hard question about yourself, you know, when you're in those one-on-ones, what can I do better? What can the firm do better? And people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also if people tell you, uh, issues that you're facing, then it obligates you to try to help them. Yeah. And people don't want to spend the time because just like you said at the very beginning of this podcast, you have to want to have a happy environment. You have to want to help people. You have to want those things. And sometimes people just don't want those things. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's part of the issue uh, with those type of things is people struggle with it. It it sounds good, but they don't want to put it into practice. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's it's good to have a boss like you or an individual like you that can really listen and help people grow and enjoy that aspects of your career. Yeah, it's a good point. You can't ask someone what their struggles are and then not address their answer. That is a nice struggle. Okay. Are you making <laughs> yeah. money yet? Yeah, Can exactly. you build that hour? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, Jessica, did we miss anything today? Have we kind of touched on everything you wanted to talk through? Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was a pleasure. And thank you so much. And good luck with everything. It sounds like you're running a pretty awesome firm out there. So thanks. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Lex Factor. And we'll talk to you next time. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.